what if I go into this job and such happens, right? Being undecisive and uncertain in your ability to job search, not really knowing what it is that you want to do in this next role. Again, this is where that career clarity is going to come in and really doing those. And I've talked about this recently, but doing those self-assessments and doing that audit of the work that you currently do and doing that audit of yourself to really say, what do I like about my current role? What do I not like about my current role? What are the skills and the skill sets that I'm currently using that I want to use in my next role? And so when you are uncertain about what you are looking for, it will bring about this notion and convince you to stay where you are because you don't know what it is that you want to do. Welcome to the Career School Podcast. I am your host, Ebony Joyce. I help corporate professionals find and secure successful careers in record-breaking time using my proven framework. I'm on a mission to not only reduce burnout and overwhelm in the career search, but also in life. This is a school where you don't want to miss not one class. So be prepared to be schooled. Class is now in session. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, friends. Happy Monday and welcome to episode number 17. I hope that your new year is still going well. And if you've made any new year's resolutions that you are keeping to them. I know for some of you, you're going to be seeking new roles this year. And while some of you may not, majority of you (laughs) will try to keep yourselves in positions that you're in, or you're trying to convince yourself to stay where you are. And so today we're talking about some of those reasons why you're staying in jobs that are no longer serving you. Okay. So that is the question for today. And I'm going to give you a few points and reasons that I've heard from past clients as to why they stayed in positions that are no longer serving them. Um, Before I decided to record this podcast, I did go back through some of my notes just to see what people had said before. And so I'm just going to talk about some of those top reasons today. Okay. All right. So let's get started. And if you resonate with any of these, let me know. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, then come on over to YouTube and watch me there as well. Sometimes you will see me make some crazy and weird faces. And sometimes my dog likes to make an appearance. He's been pretty good so far, but today he wants to, to be in the mix. So he may make a appearance, but you can only catch him if you're watching on YouTube. Okay. All right. So the first reason that I've ran across and noticed from former clients about staying in jobs that no, they no longer enjoy or that is serving them is really a fear of change. And I know that change could be difficult and change can be intimidating simply because of the unknown aspects in a new career you're going to have. It can cause this anxiety. 
You're going to have new leadership, a new environment. We don't know what we're going into. I know some people like to use uh, the phrase, the devil versus the devil you don't. And I don't want to be around either one, but people stay in roles and positions because of the devil. And I'm using air quotes that you know already, right? You're like, I might as well just stay working for the manager that I'm working for. I know their quirks. I know these things about them versus going into unfamiliar territory and I know nothing about. So I get that sometimes going into that place of unknown territory can lead to a fear of what is going to happen if I leave where I am and go into something new. And then that just does not work out. So even if the job isn't bringing you, this is the part, right? Even if that job is no longer bringing you satisfaction, there are no growth opportunities. There's no room for you to advance. Your voice is not being heard. You're in a toxic environment. You would much rather stay out of the fear of the unknown. So that's number one. Let me know if that's where you have been. Even if you're not there now, maybe you've been there before. I know for myself, I've stayed in positions too long before because I just didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew the, again, I think this one kind of relates to me, right? Like I knew who I worked for, but for me, I just thought earlier in my career, I'm like, this is this how all managers are? And again, I know this one already, so I'd rather deal with, or with this one. The second thing that I've noticed is out of a, a comfort zone, right? So you stay in a role that is no longer serving you or you are enjoying simply out of comfort, staying in a familiar environment, even if um, just because it's comfortable and you're not wanting to venture out again into that unknown. People you're, you already are comfortable with, your coworkers, the work is um, easy. You can do it with your eyes closed. There isn't a whole lot of um, a thought work that now has to go into your job. Like you have things weren't running very smoothly in the role. And you're like, I am comfortable here. This does not push me. Um, I know everything there is to know. I am the go-to person. Like I don't want to go into a new place or a new organization and then think, I don't know everything. I'm out of my comfort zone. It's like a fish out of water. What would you do? And so a lot of times we want to stay in places because we are so familiar with it. It goes really back and tie into number one, that the fear of the unknown is I am comfortable in the known space. I am very uncomfortable in that unknown space. And so we we talk about some of those things that we've gotten used to in the roles that we're in. And again, we stay for that reason. Number three is around self-doubt. And the lack of confidence, um, doubting your own ability to succeed in a new role or a new industry um, can keep you tied to the role or job that you're in. You're, you have this fear of not being good enough in the new position, not necessarily being comfortable or confident in your current skill sets, which make it giving you the the false belief that you're going to not be able to succeed in this transition. And really what this ties into is that you have not really gotten clear on your own career clarity. You don't understand your own transferable skills. You don't understand what you're good at. You may not 
understand where there are some gaps that you need to feel. So because of this self-doubt and because of the work that you have not done yet, it leaves you with a lack of confidence. Like, you know that you can do the job where you are and you know that being a individual contributor has led you to this comfort zone place and you're very confident in the work you do now deep down that you want a managerial position, you want a people's leader role. But again, you are terrified and you lack confidence in your ability to lead people right now. But I bet you if you go back and look you could find places in your career where you, just because you haven't had a job title, doesn't mean that you actually haven't led people, you haven't led teams, you haven't led projects. You Maybe you want to be a project manager and you're like, but I don't have that skill. I bet if we look back over the course of your career, you could probably find times where you've led projects and so on and so forth, right? There are so many things that you may have done, but because you haven't had the official title or you haven't held that official title that you lack self-confidence and doubts in your skills, abilities, and talents to be able to do the role. So that is number three. Number four is around uncertainty <laughs> and the what ifs. What if I go into this job and such happens, right? Being undecisive and uncertain in your ability to, to job search, not really knowing what it is that you want to do in this next role. Again, this is where that career clarity is going to come in and really doing those. And I've talked about this recently, but doing those self-assessments and doing that audit of the work that you currently do and doing that audit of yourself to really say, what do I like about my current role? What do I not like about my current role? What are the skills and the skill sets that I'm currently using that I want to use in my next role? And so when you are uncertain about what you are looking for, it will bring about this notion and convince you to stay where you are because you don't know what it is that you want to do. So before you can even start the job search, you have to first take a pause and think about what it is that I want to do both in the short-term and long-term aspects of my career. And so you get into this uncertainty. First part of it is being uncertain in what you want to do. And then the second part of that is being uncertain about, again, going back to your skill set, right? I am uncertain about me being able to utilize this skill set outside of this current role I'm in. And so we have to get very clear about the skill sets we want to use, the industries that we want to be in and how we want to serve and how we want to be of service to others. And so without knowing those things, this will convince you that where I am is the place that I need to be because I am certain about where I am. I have no doubt in where I am. However, I have lots of doubt about where I'm going to go. And sometimes uncertainty can fall into some other aspects, right? We get into, we're uncertain about the industry that we want to go into because they've had layoffs. We are uncertain because where we have been, like there have been no layoffs. But let me make it very clear. 
There is no bulletproof, soundproof organization or industry that you can go into that will not have something happen at some point or another, right? Doesn't mean it's going to happen next year, next five years, but as things happen, as technology continues to evolve, things will happen. We just have to be able to adjust and be change leaders and change agents as we, as our industries and as our positions continue to grow and expand because you're always going to find something. Maybe it doesn't reduce, or I'm sorry, maybe it doesn't eliminate your position, but maybe it, it reduces some of the things you do in your day-to-day. And we, t- I talked about in the last episode, episode 16 in regards to like how AI is going to come along even more and be a collaborator with us in our roles. And so you're uncertain about going into industries because you don't know how that's going to impact you. Listen, as long as you have a skill set that you're confident on and it brings value to the organization, being uncertain about what organizations or what industries you go into does not need to be a factor. However, I will say that you do have to do your research. There are some organizations right now that are doing layoffs and you do, you want to make sure that you get clear on what's going on with the industry and with the organization before you decide to make that leap in that step. And we go through all of that in our program, Career Clarity Accelerator. We talk about doing the investigation. So I use a three part framework. The, it's a three I approach. The first I is identify. And the second I is investigate. You have to be able to investigate again. Like we don't know what we don't know and things will happen in organizations, but we have to make sure that we do our due diligence. And in that second I in the step of the program, we focus all on investigation. There are so many things about organizations that you can find out online. You can find out by talking to other people. You can find out by doing some of those things. And sometimes we go into organizations and because we have not done our due diligence, we end up in positions that will be eliminated in six months. We end up in situations where we're looking for a role in three to six months after being there because we have lacked out on the investigation aspects when it comes to our career search. Okay. Number five is ties into kind of things that I just mentioned, but more so around the fear of regret. This goes back to a reel that I'm going to release this week, or maybe I know I released it last week around bad decisions. So just what I just mentioned, we don't want to, we have a fear of regretting our decisions because What if I decide to leave here and then a layoff happens? What if I get there and the manager there is worse than the manager I have now? What if I get there and the truth is we don't know. But let me ask you this. What happens if you stay where you are? What happens if it is bad? What happens if you go to a new place and it is bad? What would you do? You have two choices. You get to stay or you get to leave, but you don't have to be in regret of that, right? I like to say all the time, there are no bad decisions. There are only decisions that we choose to make bad because in all of our decisions, no matter which ones, we can find a lesson from that decision. So if you ended up somewhere that happens to not be what you thought it was going to be, then you get to decide, you get to 
undecide, you get to redecide, whichever one, right? About what it is you want to do next. And then, oh my God, the part I love the most is we get to evaluate this and say, what was it about this role or what is it about this role that I don't like? Where is there gaps? What did I not do? Where in the interview process did I just not ask good questions of the hiring manager to find out about his particular leadership style? Where is it in the interviewing process that I left out finding more about their viewpoints on diversity, equity, and inclusion? Where in the job search process did I miss out on asking questions about how they encourage Person, uh, mental health, how they encourage the self-care, how they encourage you to set boundaries. Where did I miss out on that? And when you figure that out, then you can go into the next interview and make sure that you're asking those appropriate questions that fit you. See, a lot of times when we go into interviews, we like to ask questions around, oh, tell me about the day-to-day. None of that matters as much as the values and the things that you hold near and dear to you. If diversity is a, a is a core value of yours, find out more about their diversity programs. If personal growth and professional development are of importance to you, find out more about how they grow you professionally, giving you a mentor in the organization, promoting you with a sponsor and giving you all the aspects that you need in order to be able to do your job, but also to see you grow within the organization. Like how do they set up programs for mental health and they have have a, a a previous a client of mine that every quarter, so four times a year, they have a mental health data they can just take off at any point in time. How does the organization, whatever your boundaries, your values are, how do they fit within that? So you want to ask questions around that so that you not eliminate your regret, but you reduce your regret. How do you mitigate that to being? If you've ended up somewhere, you're like, you know what? I regret that I didn't do X. How could you correct that in the next job? And then we start the process over again with identifying what it is that we're actually looking for. And then we investigate that. And then we implement. That's the third eye. Then we implement. But so many times we'd like to go on to um, in, uh, LinkedIn and Indeed and all the other um, career sites. And we just want to swipe left and swipe like we're on Tinder. And we don't identify, one, what it is that we truly want to do before we can even identify an organization that we even want to work for. Then we have to investigate, talk to folks who work there already, who can give us insight. And there are so many other things in the investigation process and framework that we have to do. And then we get to implement. Then we can do our resumes. Then we can do our LinkedIn profiles. Then we can really start to apply to jobs we actually want. And again, not to say that you're, you may not have regrets. I've regretted. I've had quite a few positions. And even in the bad ones, I can say I truly did not regret them because I was able to take something that I learned there and apply it to the next position, apply it in the interviewing aspect, apply it somewhere. Even if it was just me saying, you know what, when I become, I remember taking a position where I was like, I didn't regret it. And it was the manager 
that created a toxic work environment for me. And I was just, a, I was an individual contributor at the time. And if nothing else, I learned a lot there, but I also learned what I did and did not want to do when I became a people leader, right? Like much more than anything else that I could have learned there, what I did not want in a leader and that, what kind of person I wanted to be when I had a team. And so when I got a fir- my first formal team, now I had maybe an analyst that maybe had a dotted line to me before, but when I became a leader, I knocked it out of the park because I wanted to be everything that person was not. There was not, oh, okay. There was probably one or two things that he left with me. I can't even tell you what they are right now. But if I thought about it, I could definitely pick out some things that I'm pretty sure he was good at. And I think like the way his, not necessarily his communication with me, but the way in which he communicated with executives, I found to be very helpful. And so as I went into, so I, I can't think of at least one thing and pretty sure I could think of one more, one or two more. But the way in which he communicated and the confidence that he went into meetings with was something that I was like, that is something that I want to take from him. So I will give him that credit. But there were so many things that he did that I said, I don't want to do. So I don't regret the position at all. I don't even regret who I reported to at all. I have no regrets in any of the positions I've ever landed. I learned something. Okay. So let's just do a quick recap. The first reason why people stay in positions that they do not want to be in no longer because they're just not serving them and they're convincing themselves that they need to stay is essentially just out of fear, fear of change. If I change this, then what else is going to change? The second thing is around our comfort zone. I know my friends here. I have friends here. I get to do, I get to be the big dog at work, like whatever that comfort zone is for you. Think about it. The The third thing is around a lack of is self-doubt and a lack of confidence, not believing in your ability to be able to do great things in the next role. You can do great things and you can do hard things. And one of those things may be getting out of your comfort zone. But I promise you, there are, if we just look at your skill sets, there is no reason why if you're at a 60K or if you're at 80K, even if you're at 100K, that you should not be making more money with the skill set you have. But you have to believe in you. Number four is around um, uncertainty. You are uncertain. There is unknown territory that you are going to be walking into and you don't know how you feel about that. There is the unknowns of everything, whether it be around your skill set, whether it be around the organization. There are just so many question marks that you are just not clear on yet. And you have to get clear on those before you can even start your search. And then number five is the fear of regrets. If I leave my comfort zone, if I leave the people I know, if I leave the manager I know, if I leave this salary, whatever it may be, if I leave here and the next job just does not work out, what am I going to do? And the answer is you're going to find another job and another one and another one because you can do that. You have the knowledge, the skills, the ability You have the education, you have the experience. Maybe there are some gaps that you're experiencing as you start your job search and we just need to figure out what those gaps are. So to figure those out, let's set up a conversation, 30 minute call with me where we're gonna talk about what's working in the current role that you have, 
what's not working in the role and what it is, what skill sets, knowledge and abilities, gifts and talents that you already have that you want to use in your next role. The link to schedule a call with me is going to be in the show notes if you're watching or listening on the podcast, or if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, check the the notes below as well. All right. I look forward to talking to you next week. Again, um, we are still in January, so I am still wishing you, I'm going to wish you a, uh, a happy new year all month. So we're getting towards um, the middle of the month now. Again, happy new year. I'm hoping that you're keeping up with your new year's resolutions and hopefully you have some new year's goals, but I know some people set up resolutions, but whatever that is, I hope that you are sticking to it. I'm going to continue to stick with mine. So I'm going to make sure that I am increasing my protein and continuously working out and all of those great things. So I hope whatever you decided that you are doing that as well. And I look forward to talking to you and teaching you more on the next episode of the Career School Podcast. All right, friends, have a great, great rest of the week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Like what you heard so far and want to take this work deeper than the podcast and work with me privately one-on-one? then book a free sales call by clicking the link in the show notes below. Or you can visit www.nextlevelcareer.co backslash coaching. If you've enjoyed your listening experience, share this episode, then leave a rating and a review. Until next time.